Dan and his partner pulled up to the house around 7 p.m. On the scene, uniformed officers were still putting up crime scene tape and securing the area. They warned Dan as he was about to enter the house that it was bad, and the look on their faces told him that they meant it. Even with the warning, he still wasn't prepared for what he walked into. The first thing he noticed was the smell. In his 21 years on the force, he had smelled this scent many times, but it was one he never got used to. It was the acrid smell of blood. Thankfully, most people will never know this peculiar fragrance, so familiar to homicide officers. Fresh blood did not have the same odor. It had to sit for a little while to smell like a homicide. His nose could not have prepared his eyes, though. As he stepped into the house, he was taken aback by the order and loveliness of the living room he entered. This home had a proud owner. Great care had been given to every detail. It was decorated in shades of pale green, very striking. Then he saw an officer come running out of another room, holding his mouth and his stomach. He ran out of the house, gagging. That was something Dan didn't see every day. Most officers were capable of stomaching just about anything. Being a cop in a big city left very few with virgin eyes. Dan entered the next room. It was a kitchen-dining room combination. He stopped and looked around. The beauty and order of the living room made the scene in this room seem so much more vivid. It wasn't often murder was committed in such nice surroundings. Most murders were committed in dark, dingy places, but this was a stark reminder that murder knew no boundaries. Arterial blood covered the room, even on the ceiling. It covered the floor in a large puddle around a kitchen chair that sat on coasters, and you could see the chair had moved through the blood quite a bit. There were little wheel prints all over the kitchen floor. There was a woman tied to the chair, and her arm had been chopped off. It lay on the floor at the base of the kitchen island. Officers were trying to maneuver around the kitchen without tracking through all the blood, but it was impossible. It was everywhere. Dan told everyone to leave the room, except for forensics and his partner. He then went to talk to the officer first on scene. He told him to come inside. As Dan got information from the officer, he was inspecting the body. He was trying to listen to the officer explain how the husband had come home and found the body of his wife in this condition. He then ran screaming out of the house and down the street until a neighbor found him and called the police. The officer was telling Dan, in his opinion, the husband was either innocent or a very good actor. Dan wasn't registering the voice he was hearing. He was so intently looking at the woman and her severed arm and where it had been severed. That was all his brain could register at the moment. He looked up, interrupted the officer, and asked his partner to come over and take a look. They stood and looked intently at the dismemberment. Dan said, Look, her arm was chopped off while it was tied to her side. There was a gash in her side where the axe or hatchet or some other very sharp blade had been used to go through her arm and into her side. They both looked at each other. 
and knew that this woman had died a horrible death at the hands of a strong madman. Dan turned his attention to the officer and told him to continue. The officer said that it was all he had at the moment. The husband was down at headquarters and had been given a sedative just to stop shaking. Dan looked at the dead woman in the chair and said, to no one in particular, if he didn't do it, then I feel sorry for the guy because he will never get over this. Someone else in the room mumbled in agreement. As Dan looked around the room, he came to some tragic realizations about what this woman had been through. He wondered how long she had to endure what she had gone through. He wished for her sake that it had been quick, but he could tell by looking around that was not the case. She had bled to death, fighting to free herself from her own kitchen chair,